Well, some of the crowd are on the pitch. What's going on, guys? This is Gary. This is Josh. Let's talk soccer. All right, so it is Sunday, the 8th of October, 2017. A slow weekend. Very. Because of the international break, the dreaded international break. There's nothing positive about the international break, to be honest. No. the fact that we got to watch the U.S. Yes, congratulations to the U.S. with a big win. Has not yet punched their ticket to go to Russia, but we're one step closer. An impressive win. Christian Pulisic is the real deal. For sure. One of the top, what, 10 or 15 young players in the world right now? I would... I would even consider him maybe being top three, I would say. Wow. He's now, good. He is, he's great. He's great. And um, he's the only one that we as Americans can claim um, and, and boast about. But he is – he's the man. I'll tell you what. And he's only going to keep getting better. So it was great to watch them win over Panama 4-0 yep. um, was the result. And congratulations to all the international teams around the world that have already qualified for Russia. Um, World Cup is a massive, massive deal, so um, it's going to be exciting. I'm already getting fired up for it. All right, let's go ahead. Since we had an off week, we, as we said last um, podcast, we weren't going to give our tips um, during that podcast, and I'm glad that we didn't because, as always happens in the international break, there were some injuries. Right? Always. So um, we're going to get to those in a minute. First up. Let's just sort of paint a little bit of a picture um, and talk about top transfers um, in and out. Um, and they, they tell a little bit of a story too. So let's start with the transfers in. As expected, the person with the hottest foot in all of world football right now, Harry Kane. No surprise there. <laughs> and it's almost... It's almost like you have to have Kane on your team. You do. Um, you have to have him. Um, he's been playing well both in his club matches for Spurs and then um, on England duty as well. Yes. So, um, yeah, Kane is pretty much a must-have. No surprise, he's the number, the top transferred-in player. Next up, also stands to reason, is Gabriel Jesus. Understandable, once again. He's also very, very good. It's hot right now. Well, and Aguero being out for another few weeks with a broken rib means that Jesus is going to see a lot of time up at striker. Yeah, we were both kind of iffy whether before Aguero yeah. was injured, whether we were going to keep him or not. Right. With this Aguero injury, yeah. it really just sort of confirms everything. Yes, and I think a lot of people had this arrived at the same decision and decided to transfer him in as well. Um, ben Davies. Um, Spurs have been looking good, and Davies has been performing, um, had a goal, I believe, in game week seven. Yep. So um, that makes sense. David Silva for Man City. Uh, Man City have a bit of an easy stretch ahead of them, so Silva um, is a great choice. And then Jamie Vardy. Kind of an interesting one. Kind of an interesting one. Uh, we'll get to him in a minute. We're, we're suggesting that you, you take him if you need another forward. Um but yeah, Vardy is a little bit of an interesting one. He's he's a goal scorer though, so he will he'll deliver. On the transfer out list, top of the list is Marata. Uh, 
by almost twice as much as Aguero. Um, now, the Aguero thing happened a little sooner. So Aguero, that uh, rush to get rid of him already happened. Um, that sort of died down a bit. Um, but Morata, with this hamstring injury, uh, is clearly worrying some people. For sure. And if you're – he's a very expensive forward. Yeah. And with people like Jesus uh-huh. um, and people like that, Vardy, yeah. you – might consider getting rid of Morata. Yeah. Um, the only pr- – yes, I agree. Um, and hamstrings are tricky. All you can do is rest them, and that's really your only option. Um, unfortunately for Chelsea and for anybody that owns Morata, they go up against, I believe, Crystal Palace this weekend. And um, what a great matchup that would be for Morata if he was fit and able to play in that match. If only. Now, I'm guessing um, some of that money that Morata – um, that's being saved by getting rid of Morata, maybe going towards someone like an Eden Hazard, mm-hmm. you know, um, moving it back to midfield a bit. And Hazard is going to come, I think, like he shot out of a cannon out against Crystal Palace and make a statement in that game. So Morata's transferred out number one. Aguero, as we mentioned, is, is number two. Uh, Firmino, who hasn't really been producing. He was looking good at the start of the season. Yep. Died down a bit. I think once Coutinho came in, it just sort of he Coutinho sucked up all of Firmino's uh, form. Yeah, unlike last year where it, they were both combining, they yeah. were getting assists and goals. Yes, and they were looking like a good duo. Yeah, yep. they sort of gone their ways and. Yeah, and we're only seven matches into the the season, so still a long way to go. But right now, Firmino dipping, Coutinho is on the rise. Um, Mkhitaryan transferred out. Um, I'm guessing, you know, didn't have fantastic performance last week. Um, I think he got three points, maybe. Um, and they've got a tough match against Liverpool. Yeah, so. and sort of generally their whole kind of next little stretch is getting quite yeah. difficult for them. Yeah. Starting to hit some matches where they actually have to really think about who they're going to play. And yep. some matches like Crystal Palace aren't the most difficult of matchups. And then the... Fifth most transferred out player is Deli Alley, and that one's a little confusing to me. Um, unless it's just uh, his form hasn't been great, he's missed some opportunities. Erickson is producing more points, uh, but other than that, you know, I don't see any huge compelling reason to get rid of him. Again, unless you're maybe looking at bringing in someone like Hazard, and you're trying to free up some money and bring in or Alexis or someone like that. Josh, it is time for your favorite segment, the injuries and fans list. So um, why don't you take it away? Okay, so the first person we have on this list is Ryan Fraser. He has a hamstring injury. As we said, a bit complicated there. He has a 75% chance of playing. Yep, and should say too, just to sort of lead into this, we, on this list, there are some significant names on here. Aguero is not included in here, but you know he's not playing this weekend. So don't worry about that. Um, he's not on this list, but there are some big names and some people that you're gonna wanna you're gonna wanna hear about this. All right, next up. Uh N'Golo Conte, again with a hamstring injury, seventy five percent chance. But honestly, I probably wouldn't even have him on my team anyway. No, and it's surprising to me when people do. Other than the fact that Chelsea have had some clean sheets and stuff, but he's not a defender. He's not an attacker. So all he does is string together a lot of passes and and good things that, that help Chelsea win matches, but, but they're not things that are going to get FPL points. So just because he's an amazing player doesn't mean 
you should waste the money and put him on your team. I think he has like a 20% ownership, which is yeah. insane to me. Yes. All right, next up. Uh Voldemort, also known as John Joe Shelby, yep. with a hand injury, 75% chance. That that's might be the first time I've seen the hand injury. Yeah. Uh, a knee injury for Marlon Fellaini, yes. 75% Injured chance. while Belgium was playing one of their international matches. That Fellaini's been producing for yes. Man U lately, so that could hurt some people. Uh, Joshua King with a hamstring injury, 75% chance. Now, if this was... January of last year, that's a big deal, but King hasn't really been playing all that well lately, uh, or this season, I should say, so um, that probably doesn't hurt a lot of people. This, this one might. Yeah, this is a big deal. Uh, Romelu Lukaku with an ankle injury, 75% chance of playing. That's Lukaku, guys, so be aware of that, and he has a very, very tough match coming against Liverpool this weekend, okay? Next, Christian Atsu, knee injury, 75% chance. Yep. Uh, Chilwell, a Canuck. Yes. That's Benjamin Chilwell with a 75% chance. Can't imagine that will hurt a lot of people. This one maybe a little more. Uh, Dejan Lovren, back injury, 75% chance of playing. I like the hand injuries. Yeah, that still doesn't, I've never seen a hand injury. Here we go. Delph with a hamstring injury, 75% chance as well. This one's a bit of a, yes, this is a bad one. Uh, yep. Another Canuck for Phil Jones. He, uh. Him and uh, Valencia are the most, well, they've played the most for Man U so far. So if you have them, then not the greatest. No. A thigh injury for Matt Ritchie, 75% chance as well. Okay. Next one, Jesse Rodriguez, uh, for personal reasons, Mm. 75% chance. That's a bit interesting. Hope everything is okay in his family. Um, This one, as we mentioned, can hurt some folks as well. Next, Alvaro Morata. With a hamstring injury, only a 50% chance of playing. That does not sound good. Uh, next. This one won't hurt anybody. Uh, Michael Heffaly with a with an at, Achilles. At, at, oh, yeah. Achilles injury. Ow. Dang, that's not going to be good for him. He won't be back till the 11th of November. So that's um, bad. He's a him. Huddersfield player. And last up is Scott Dan with another Canuck. Yes, and uh, if you're taking any defenders from Crystal Palace, you need to rethink your entire FPL strategy. (laughs) Okay, so next up, I figured what I'd do here is we're going to go through the matchups for game week eight, and I'm also going to include the FDR for each team. So again, FDR is the the fixture difficulty rating or ranking. Um, On the low end is one. Uh, That means that whichever team has a one assigned to it has a very easy or the uh, presumably easiest match coming up. Um, A five at the other end of the scale is the most difficult. Um, So what these rankings can help you do is sort of decide, okay, uh, this team has a easier matchup coming up this weekend. I want to look at taking maybe players from this team versus... Uh, this team has a very difficult matchup coming. Um, I want to stay away from players from those teams. So pretty simple. All right. First up the match of the weekend, Liverpool hosting Man U both have an FDR of four. So we've got an injured Lukaku an injured Fellaini, um, Lovren is injured, you know, so, uh, I don't know Phil Jones mm-hmm. injured, so I, I don't know that I would go out and, and choose players from either of these teams necessarily. Someone may have a goal, but, you know, uh, statistically speaking, going to be harder for those players to generate points. Um, I definitely would not 
I don't think Captain Lukaku this weekend. For we'll, sure. We'll talk about who to captain, but um, I know Lukaku is a favorite of many, but um, you got to sometimes take the heart out and use the head, and I think this is one of those times. I also think for this matchup, it's probably not so the best idea. Like, even though it's a very tough matchup, I wouldn't say going out and transferring out those players either. No, no, no. Yeah, if you can hold on and just rotate them with someone on your bench, that is definitely – that's a great point. All right, next up, Burnley and West Ham. Burnley have a two FDR. West Ham have a three. So leans a little more in favor of Burnley, who's also playing at home. Crystal Palace and Chelsea. Palace with a four. Surprised it's not higher, quite honestly. I guess the only reason it's not is that they're playing at home. But Chelsea come in. The FDR against Palace is a two. So I think Hazard is definitely a player to be looking at um, on that team. Um, As well as their their defenders. right? And Courtois even. And we're going to go through, and we have a lot of them listed in players to choose for this week. Um, Man City, FDR of two. Taking on Stoke with an FDR of five, so I would not be going out looking for Stoke players, but certainly there's a, a million different Man City players that you could choose um, in game week eight. Swansea and Huddersfield both have an FDR of two, so if you're looking for a cheap forward, someone like a Tammy Abraham maybe from Swansea or something along those lines. Um, Spurs and Bournemouth, Spurs with an FDR of two against Bournemouth's FDR of four. So Spurs at home, um, Watford and Arsenal. Watford's FDR is four, Arsenal's is two. So Arsenal definitely uh, with the advantage there. Those are all Saturday's matches. On Sunday, we have two. First up is Brighton and Everton. Brighton, the FDR is three, Everton it's two. Although with Everton, I just don't see it with them. I Um, agree. That's a bit iffy. Their defense was humming along. Well, just even in terms of... uh, choosing a player or anyone from Everton. They're just not doing it for me. Um, Their, their defense was pretty solid uh, second half of last season. And it's just not, not clicking for them right now. Uh, And then the second match on Sunday is Southampton and Newcastle. Southampton FDR is two and Newcastle's is three. Uh, We're going to talk about some Southampton players in just a moment. And then finally, on Monday, Leicester City host West Brom. Leicester City with an FDR of two, and West Brom with an FDR of three. All right, final segment here. We're going to talk about players at each position to look at taking, and then uh, some players to captain. And then I think we'll end it right around there. All right, first up, we'll look at goalkeepers. Um, now this one, we're going to lead off with a little bit of a gamble, but the only reason that I mention him is because he's super affordable at goalkeeper and that's Rob Elliott. So, uh, Newcastle take on Southampton, um, Southampton, not a goal scoring powerhouse. Their defense is more of their strong suit and, and some of their midfield. But, um, if you're willing to take the gamble and, um, you don't have a better option, Rob Elliott's not a bad choice at goal. Ederson for Man City. They have been getting clean sheets. They're on fire. They're playing at home. Uh, in the next two games, first they take on Stoke, then they take on Burnley. So looking a little bit ahead of even this game week, Ederson's not a bad choice at all. Yeah, of all the goalkeepers, I would probably recommend him the most. Uh, Courtois? Another option. Uh, just a bit more expensive. Well, bit more expensive. Um, amazing defense in front of him and playing at um, against Palace, who hasn't scored a goal yet. So... Um, if you got the money, Courtois is not a bad investment. And then uh, Fraser Forster. So he's coming off of a save penalty. 
So he's got a little bit more um, confidence. Um, and he takes on Newcastle and West Brom are his next two matches. So um, And both are at home. So not a bad option there. In terms of defenders, um, really you can choose just about any Chelsea defender, I think. But it's Piliqueta, uh, a little more affordable and dangerous too. I mean, he can score some goals as well. Um, ben Davies, of course, of Spurs. Um, he seems to be getting his form back. Uh, Monreal for Arsenal. They're playing at Watford. Um, but Watford have been playing better on the road this yes. year. So um, not a bad place to be for Arsenal this coming weekend. Um, and he's always gives a little bit of a nice um, potential on offense as well. Mm-hmm. He can definitely score some goals. You've got John Stones and Otamendi of Man City's defense. Four consecutive clean sheets. And like we talked about, they're playing at home and, and they're just – they seem to be unbeatable right now. Um, Phil Jones, if healthy – um, as far as Man U defenders go, he's affordable. Um, but this Liverpool match isn't going to be an easy one. It's a test. Um, so Phil Jones may be more of a long-term investment strategy than just uh, for the short term and for game week eight only. And then on Southampton, Cedric or Yoshida, I think both are viable options. Uh, taking on Newcastle and then West Brom, again, both of those matches are at home. Moving up from defense into midfield, <clears throat> we've got Richarlison, uh, who had a nice match. So, uh, you know, cheaper, um, good form. Don't know over the long term, though, what he's going to be like. Uh, Anthony Martial? Yeah, he's a he's a good option, except there's always the question if he's going to start. Yeah, the rotation. Now, if Lukaku's injured. Then um, Rashford will play, and Martial will fill in there. Yes. Everything will go well. Yes, so just keep an eye on that. Um, but again, they're playing Liverpool, so keep that in mind. Uh, Alex Awobi, if you're looking for somewhat of a, a cheaper, but you know plays on a strong team, Awobi's not a bad choice. Um, on the other extreme, uh, looking at expensive, you've got Alexis. He has a great history of scoring goals against Watford. Yes. And he's been fairly well-rested, too. So he's got that on his side, too. Um, KDB, I said he's expensive, but my note was, but come on. As in, he's Kevin De Bruyne. He's playing for Man City. The guy is on fire. The whole team is on fire. He, If you can and you don't have him yet, KDB is a great choice. And then his teammates, David Silva, Leroy Sané, and Raheem Sterling. Now, you got to be careful, kind of like what we talked about with Man U, uh, Pep for Man City is the same way. You've got to watch out for the rotation. You're never quite sure. Silva's going to start almost assuredly as long as he's fit and healthy. Um, Sané and Sterling, a little more questionable, although with uh, Aguero's injury, one of those two, probably Sané, mm-hmm. has been in better form. I think Sané will probably get the start. So just keep an eye on those guys. If you're going to have to flip a coin between Sané and Sterling, I personally would lean in favor of Sané. I agree. You agree. All right. Then forwards, Marcus Rashford. Yes. Um, doesn't score as much as Lukaku does, but in terms of money, you know, the value of, uh, of pounds to goal ratio, um, I think Rashford's a great investment there. I agree. Uh, Gabriel Jesus, for obvious reasons, with Aguero injured, he's the man. And he's a baller. I mean, he can play. Even if Aguero is healthy and playing, Jesus is no joke. He scores tons of goals. Yeah. Harry Kane, of course, which probably everyone has just about now. He's white hot. you got to have him if you don't. 
Um, and then Jamie Vardy. So he's got a favorable run of matches coming up, um, which is fantastic, beginning with uh, a home match against West Brom. So Vardy could be, and I think that's one of the reasons why he's been transferred in so much. And then lastly, in terms of captains, Harry Kane, of course. Gabriel Jesus, I think, is a great choice. He's going to, now that he's, you know, the the lone striker he's the up top, he's the man. He's going to go out and show um, what he's made of. So I think Jesus is going to score a lot of goals this weekend. If Morata fully recovers, he's going up against that Crystal Palace team. you got to favor him. Of course, if he's not and you've already gotten or you're going to get Hazard, He's a great choice, too. And then, of course, Alexis, because of his history against Watford. Now, again, we've mentioned this in the past, but we'll say it again. In terms of um, using your chips, I personally feel like you should wait until double game weeks to use them. Um, That's bench boost, triple captain, and then free hit. And the reason why is because you double the the value of those mm-hmm. you um, get more time with them yes. more points you get two games instead of one so um, if you choose wisely then it's gonna be great yeah so those are the reasons why I personally feel like um, you shouldn't be using those chips but of course it's your choice but that's it guys uh, we're gonna post as we've been doing post everything tips information updates uh, voting polls fun stuff. Uh, all on our Instagram account. It's just Let's Talk Soccer. If you haven't followed us yet, please do. We're trying to get up to 20,000. We're inching our way towards it. Um, but, uh, you know, we appreciate all the help. And, and if you have already followed us, tell your friends to. Come on. We love it. We, we try to answer you guys back as much as we can, have conversations, post interesting and fun stuff. So we hope you like it. Looks like you do. And thank you for listening to this podcast. If you haven't already, please subscribe to it so that um, you just get the automatic downloads. We do this every week, each and every week since December of 2015. Every single week we've done it. Every single week. Every single week, which is awesome. Um, And lastly, I should have opened with this, but amazing goal by this kid yesterday, Josh, with a great goal from outside the box. Hits a screaming knuckler that – Sort of goes inside out into the top right bins. Thank you. Which was very, very nice. Unfortunately, a loss for the team, um, but a lovely goal. So um, that was well done. All right, guys. uh, Enjoy game week eight. Let us know if you have questions. Until next time, we say peace. Peace. Goodbye.